Hey guys, welcome back to the Toxic Mom Podcast. This podcast is not on a particular season because I concluded season two with the Malia Davis update. Season three is going to start on September 20th and I'll be releasing podcasts every Monday for about five weeks straight around eight o'clock in the morning. So you guys have something to listen to on your way to work or you're coming home from work or whatever you're doing. I wanted to throw this in there because the trial for Chad Daybell is coming up and more things have started to come out since I last spoke about this case and this, this convoluted story. It's just becoming more and more complex and I'm becoming exhausted and we haven't even had a trial yet. But, you know, just bear with me. And I know a lot of you are exhausted, too, from this case because there's a lot of us following it. And every couple weeks, it's something new. All right. So Chad Daybell's trial is to start on November 8th, 2021. And his lawyer is estimating five to six weeks. Now, November has holidays, Thanksgiving being the major one. And uh, when I was listening to the hearing where the judge did set the date, there's something else going on in Idaho um, that's going to pull them off the bench, at least for another day. So it's two full days without testimony. So that's why the attorney wants it to uh, go for at least five to six weeks. So his trial should be concluded in uh, early December. Okay, so since we last spoke, let's just recap. I'm not going down the timeline. I already did that in the other three. Lori and Chad are charged with the murder of Tylee Ryan, J.J. Vallow, and Tammy Daybell when we last spoke. Since that has happened, Lori has now been charged with the murder of her fourth husband, Charles Vallow. The charge is actually conspiracy to commit second, or excuse me, conspiracy to commit first degree murder, which means that she did it along someone else. That is also the same charge she has in relation to Tammy Daybell, Chad Daybell's wife. They are charged with, she's charged with conspiracy. Um, yeah, so that's where we are. Now, I'm just going to briefly talk about the murder of her husband, Charles, and then I'll go into the new things that popped up with Chad in the last week. So not long after Lori was deemed incompetent to stand trial for her children, she was charged in Arizona with the murder of her fourth husband. And how they concluded that came down to her cell phone and her computer. I told you guys before, a lot of crimes are being solved by people's cell phones because people are so attached to their phones. They're literally just looking up things, just being irresponsible with planning murders. So that's a good thing when it comes to trying to solve something, because in this case, they got what they needed from her cell phone, her Google searches, you know, and obviously they also scanned her brother's phone and concluded that these two created this mess and tried to bring self-defense into it. They obviously cannot talk to Alex because he's dead. If you remember, he died in December of 2019 from natural causes. The main things that they found that made them realize that Charles didn't die after a kerfuffle. 
It was planned. She was looking up how much money she was going to get in the event that her husband did die from Social Security. She also went as far as to even make an appointment with the Social Security office to discuss the benefits. That has to be the dumbest thing you can possibly do. And I would love to hear feedback from the people that were there. Did she tell them that he was already dead and she wanted to see? Or did she just say, hey, you know, in the event that my husband dies, how much money am I going to get? She did a lot of those searches. She was able to get an exact figure of how much she would get. And at this time, remember, she was still under the impression that she was going to be getting his life insurance. But to her surprise, after he died, she realized that he reworked his policy to go to his sister. And that made her furious. Obviously, it would if you're depending on that money from killing your husband. Chad and Lori are also charged with Chad is charged with um, insurance fraud because he collected money after his wife died. And now we know that she was murdered. So he's being charged with that. She's being charged with fraudulently collecting death benefits. So in addition to the Social Security she was entitled to from her husband's death, she was also getting money for she was already getting money from when Tylee's father died. Because remember, Tylee's, Tylee's father died in 2018, and she was getting death benefits to take care of Tylee for that. And now when Charles died, she was collecting death benefits for JJ um, and then his Social Security. So they're in hot water, not just with murder, but with money. And the sole reason I feel that all of this happened was because of money, at least with the killing of Charles and Tammy. So that's really the big picture. Now, also, it came out that Charles was trying to stage an intervention to get Lori some help and he wanted her family to help him. And she also found out about that. And I think that also factored into, she was already mentally unstable at the time. Because, you know, Charles filed for divorce and he recanted. He didn't want the divorce. Um, he was really trying to get his wife some help. And it seems like it was falling on death's ears. And it, and it did because, you know, he lost his life in, in, in this battle. So, you know, her and her brother concocted this scheme. You know, they knew he was going to be coming over there to pick up JJ. She conveniently left um, to go buy flip-flops at that early in the morning, knowing he was coming over there to pick up JJ. And then, surprise, surprise, there's this fight. And Alex Cox had no reason but to, no, no other way out but to kill him. And that's the story that they were sticking to. But now we know that is all a bunch of crap. Okay, so that's that. Uh, right now, she's still deemed incompetent in Idaho. However, she's not deemed incompetent in Arizona. If Arizona really wanted to, but a lot of uh, legal experts are saying that they probably won't, they could try to extradite her to Arizona to stand trial for the murder of Charles because then a whole new set of psychiatrists would have to 
evaluate her and they might not come to the same conclusion that Idaho did that Lori is incompetent. So her being incompetent to stand trial in Idaho could change at any moment, but as of right now, she's still deemed incompetent. Okay, so now that we talked about that, let's talk about Chad Daybell. He has not been deemed incompetent to stand trial. He did not waive his right to a preliminary hearing. And um, Idaho is actually pursuing the death penalty against him. So that's something new that came up, and that's pretty major. Uh, And now his kids have spoken out. He has five children who did an interview on 48 Hours on CBS, and they feel like their father was framed, and they don't feel that their mother was killed by their father. Now, A lot of people have a lot to say about this interview. Um, The timing is perfect. We're coming up on November, we're in September, we have two more months. And this is where I feel like his defense is uh, going with this. I think I said this in the last podcast, that I feel like his defense team is gearing up to completely remove Chad from the radar and pin these murders all on Lori and Alex. And it's even better for them because she's deemed incompetent, which means she cannot testify at all on her behalf. And the other person is Alex Cox, who is dead. And the third person I feel like they're going to throw under the bus and she sort of shot herself in the foot, is her friend, Melanie Gibb, Lori's friend, Melanie Gibb. She was the one that received the phone call from Chad and Lori in November of 2019, where they're both on the phone. Lori's doing most of the talking, but they asked her, hey, if the police call you about JJ, just you know, tell them that he's with you. And Instead of hanging up the phone and immediately contacting authorities, Melanie Gibb did not do that. She never alerted the police like, hey, my friend just called. I know her son is missing and she wants me to lie and say he's with me. Now, she eventually did contact the police with that information, but it took her quite some time to do that. And if you watch the preliminary hearing, His lawyer really went after her about that. So she did go into court without clean hands because she lied. She wasn't upfront and honest. And I think that they're going to warp her into it. She was at the house where Lori was renting at the time, the night that JJ disappeared. And the attorney for Chad, John Pryor, was able to get out of her that Chad wasn't there after a certain time. And Chad's phone most likely did not ping at Lori's home around the time that they feel that JJ died. So they're really going to, I don't think they're going to use the word frame, but we don't know. We don't know his defense team strategy. I'm just speculating. But I feel like now that the children have spoke out, this is probably where they're going to go. So the children 
for one, don't believe that their mother was killed by their father. They were told, and this was just released this week, but the prosecutors and the medical examiner's office did not come out and confirm this, but Chad's son said that they were told their mother died from asphyxia. So this is the first time that we're hearing information of what was found in her autopsy when they did exhume her body in in, um, December of 2019. So asphyxia could mean that she was strangled. It could mean she was smothered. Or what they're saying is their mom died of natural causes because she was having issues with her breathing for the last couple of years. Her daughter said she was short of breath a lot. She was coughing a lot. She was going to bed earlier. And they're stating that the night before she died, she did have a cough. And, you know, that's pretty much what her husband said at the time that she went to bed. She had this bad cough and she woke and he woke up and she was dead. And they feel that Lori and her brother, Alex, frame their father for murder. They don't think that their father is stupid enough to kill these kids and then bury them on his property. So they want us to believe that he had no clue that somebody was in his backyard, not once, but twice, digging up graves and he came out his house and didn't notice that his ground was disturbed. So that's pretty much what his children want us to believe. Now, I reserve my judgments for children and even adults in this situation because it's it's a tough pill to swallow when your parent is being charged with something this egregious and vice versa, when a parent has to sit in a courtroom and listen to a judge read off charges that their kid committed these heinous crimes. So I can't imagine being in their shoes. So I'm going to reserve judgment, but if they want us to believe that their father was framed and if this is where the defense is going, it could work. It, we've seen stuff before where we think the evidence is there, but then the jury just didn't see it. But in my opinion, if they want us to believe that their father was framed, they're going to have to have a jury full of people that lack common sense. In fact, all of them, including the alternates that they pick for this theory, would have to lack common sense if this is what the defense wants us to believe. I'm going to play a little clip from the interview that they gave on 48 Hours. It's hard to process, but I just still can't believe that he would do such a thing. It's completely unthinkable. My dad loved my mom very, very much. I'm going to play that again. told me that she'd been asphyxiated. It's, It's hard to process, but I just still can't believe that he would do such a thing. It's completely unthinkable. My dad loved my mom very, very much. 
So that was a very brief clip of the interview that they gave. They went back to the property where, you know, they live and grew up in and where these bodies were buried. They just can't wrap their head around their father killing two kids or being involved with, um, you know, this murder. Um, it, a lot of it's going to come down to that cell phone evidence. Uh, remember, Alex Cox's phone pinged right on Chad Daybell's property. They're going to say, well, of course, Chad's phone pinged because he lived there. But it's going to be very difficult because both phones pinged at the exact location where both bodies were found. So I, I don't know. We'll see what happens uh, on November 8th when his attorney gives his opening statement. It remains to be seen what happens with Lori with, you know, her charges in Idaho and Arizona. But um, I think that this trial is going to have a lot of jaw-dropping moments because this whole case has been full of jaw-dropping moments. Every week there's something new. I'm getting exhausted, but you know, I really wanna ride this out and, and see what happens. I am disappointed that this woman is still been deemed incompetent. I don't know what's going on with that. Obviously there's something going on that we don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist, so I don't know what they look for when they're considering if someone cannot stand trial, but she fits some sort of category for them that on now two separate occasions, it's been deemed that she is incompetent. So we just have to just deal with it right now and just hope that down the line, she'll face some sort of justice. And her children deserve justice. Tammy deserves justice. Charles deserves justice. A lot of hurt, a lot of pain has been going on. His children looked very worn out. They're very sad. They're still shocked. Um, I don't know if their minds will change once the trial starts. I, I don't know. But, you know, this is an evolving case. I feel like something major is going to happen before we even get to November 8th. And of course, I will update you guys accordingly. And thank you for listening. And I will see you on season three. I'll be making a trailer for that. So you know the stories I'll be covering. I'll be doing some new ones and some old ones. I call the old ones Blast from the Past. And how I always end... Do you think Lori Vallow Daybell is a toxic mom? Send me an email, tweet, Instagram message, however you want to connect with me. We'll chat soon.